and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I am still suffering from chest congestion, runny nose, shenadiness, all the usual. Apparently, I gave the uh, wonderful condition to my niece, Pinky, because I am currently babysitting my homesick niece. Pinky, say hello to people. Hi. There's Pinky. She's the one in the video that some of you might have seen on the blog side when she did her dungeon. Well, all right, yeah, you saw her from like her knees down, but whatever. You heard her voice, but now you... This is what I am doing today. So Colin left me a voicemail, and uh, we're going to listen to Colin's voicemail. Then I'll proceed uh, in answering as best I can. Right back. Hi, Eric. Colin, Spike Pit. I've got a little bit of a different one for you, mate. I know you uh, love yourself some swords and wizardry, and uh, you're, you're probably the main man for that on, on, Anchorite, on the Anchorites. What I'd like you to do, if you've got a minute, could you sell me on Swords and Wizardry? I don't own it. I haven't played it. Why would I play it? Um, now, you have a little advantage, as I am quite curious, and I'm tempted to play, but can you sell me on it? All right, let's see, Colin. Uh, how can I sell you on Swords and Wizardry? There's a lot of OSR games out there. They all have their own flavor. Labyrinth Lord builds off of BX. Osric builds off of AD&D 1A. Lamentations builds off of BX and adds its own twist to it. Swords and Wizardry builds off of White Box, the original box set. But it presents it a lot better, I think, in my humble opinion. But you have multiple flavors of Swords and Wizardry. You have Swords and Wizardry White Box, which hues closest to the original. But the biggest change is going to be saving throws. You only have one saving throw. You don't have five categories. That's for all flavors of Swords and Wizardry. Swords and Wizardry Core adds in... I guess part of the first supplement to uh, the AD, the ultra, the OD&D white box. Complete adds in pretty much everything you're going to get from those later supplements, including uh, additional strength bonuses, additional classes. It, it it plays a lot, in my opinion, very similar to how we played AD&D first edition. Jettisoning a lot of the systems that just didn't work, like weapon speed and and segments, and, and all the under wonderful crap. And then, of course, you have Swords and Wizardry Light. These are the four versions that are actually published by Frog Guide. Well, Frog Games slash Mythmer Games, which is Matt Finch's personal publishing company label. Um, Swords and Wizardry Light breaks down the Swords and Wizardry experience to about, well, literally four pages. It's a folder. Two sizes of dice, D6 and a D20. You don't need any others. Through three levels, four classes, four races. 
Then I self-published Swords of Wizardry Continual Light with the permission of Frog Games and Matt Finch. And that comes in around 16, 17 pages and has seven levels of play. But I like Swords of Wizardry because it's very easy to build off of or deconstruct. And what I mean by that is if you look out there at all these releases in the OSR recently, you have... White Star, the White Star Galaxy Edition, that's built off of Swords and Wizardry White Box. Uh, you have uh, the WW2 All-Star Game, which was my cold, I can't remember it, I'm sorry, Pete. Oh, Operation White Box. Again, built off, built off of Swords and Wizardry White Box. My Swords and Wizardry Light and Continual Light were deconstruction, pretty much, of core and white box um the Middleland setting put out by Glenn Glenn Seal that is built off of Swords and Woodsbury Swords and Woodsbury has become a very nice I don't know a universal translator toward for other OSR rule sets. It seems to be a nice middle ground. It has ascending and descending AC, which is another change, but it makes it very easy to play at the table. Swords and Wizardry Light, which uh, you're across the pond, but you can reach out to Bad Mike and they will send you a Swords and Wizardry Light folder with a couple copies of the rules and extra monsters and some graph sheets. If you're across the pond, you'll have to chip in a little bit towards the shipping, but I also help cover some of the shipping and that stuff, so. But uh, it's a great experience to introduce people to an OSR game using the light rules because you can hand them out at a convention and get people running and rolling and gaming in 10 to 15 minutes. That's what I do. I did that with 5e players. GaryCon this past year. And then they can move on to the fuller rule sets. You know, Swords and Wizardry Complete has been my go-to for years. And it doesn't mean that the other OSR rule sets aren't good. They are all good. I haven't found one that I haven't enjoyed. But Swords and Wizardry plays closest to how my campaigns play. So maybe Labyrinth Lord will play closer to you how your campaigns played if you were playing BX as a kid. I was playing a stripped-down 1E because we couldn't play with all the 1E rules. Just just couldn't do it. I can't can't do it, so... Scotty says the engines can't take it. So, and of course, the rules are available for free in PDF. They're all, but the Swords of Light rules are available free in print. Mm-hmm. Figure that one out. So, that's my answer to you, sir. It's a good question, though. I'm sure I could go more in-depth if I wasn't in a cold-induced fog. I know I sound wonderful. All right. Thank you, Colin. Thank you for your question. Um, everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping by. If you like what, if you like the Tavern Chat Podcast, give us a rating on iTunes. That helps, trust me. Stay safe. God bless. And from Pinky and myself, we're going to say goodbye.
Take care of that, folks. Bye. Catch you tomorrow.